0: Kia ora and welcome. You're listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast and I'm Boris Lamont. It's a pleasure to have your company on this episode where we're speaking with Renaud Lu, who is based in Alexandra in the central Otago of New Zealand. And uh, Renaud comes from France, as you probably may have guessed. We talk with Renault about his journey around the globe and how he came to be in Alexandra. So, right now, let's go have a chat with Renon. So, hi Renon.
1: Hi, Boris. How are
0: you? I'm well. I'm well. It's um nice to have you on the podcast and just uh, to let our listeners know yeah. we're doing this uh, via Skype. Um I'm in the Auckland yep. studio and Renon you're uh, in Central Otago. Where where exactly are you?
1: Well, I'm in the winery actually um, now. So it's it's great pleasure to talk to you from there. Um, nice, it's more authentic.
0: Yeah, and where, where yes. is and just for listeners where is your winery situated?
1: So the winery is located in Alexandra.
0: mm Mhm.
1: Yeah. So it's down down south Central Otago. Yeah. Uh, about 20 minute drive south from Cromwell. Yes.
0: Yes, lovely spot, beautiful spot. And yes, so it is, um it is. So you you obviously um, you obviously weren't born born there, um, and so where did where did where did your journey where did your journey start, Renan?
1: Well, um, so yeah, I'm French. Uh, I'm 33 years old now, and my journey started about uh, a bit more than 10 years ago uh, in France, where I was studying uh, winemaking and agriculture engineering in uh, Toulouse, so which is down down southwest of France. Um and uh, yeah, we were a couple of friends really interested in winemaking, and we had the opportunity to integrate the winemaker degree. and we got graduated all together in 2009. So by this time, it's nothing new to say that it was uh, the global crisis uh, born with the uh, subprime crisis in the USA. Um, so by these days, you know, I was like a fresh young winemaker out of schools and no one will employ anyone out of school Like all the employment in the winemaking industry in France were frozen, right? So we've been advised um, uh, You know quite uh, nicely by our directors from studies. They said like look you guys are bad at English and there are really good options for you to travel and make vintage, you know, um, in English speaking countries like, um, USA or Australia. And he also said, you know, it was back in the day. So like 10 years ago, it was not that, that popular to be flying winemaker. Um, so it was just the early days and they said, okay, you do two vintage a year, one in the North hemisphere, one in the South hemisphere. When the crisis will quiet down, you'll be, you know, you'll be happy to find something in France, and then you will have great experience. So I started the journey like that. I um, flew up in California, in Sonoma, Sonoma Valley, uh, worked in the Russian River Valley for Sonoma Culture, a beautiful estate. Um, you know, I, I got pretty lucky to, to work with great winemakers abroad, away from France. Um, and then obviously California being in the north hemisphere, and I started crafting Pinot there with Chardonnay, and I was like, "Oh, where else they do good good stuff?" You know, and uh, New Zealand was on was on the map. Um, the, the quality of the wines were like you know recognized, and it was uh, on the rise. So I was like, "Well, give it a go." Mm. So yeah, that's about about me. Right. Okay. Basically, yeah. Okay. And
0: and so that was just yeah. um, you decided that that might just be something that you might go and try out and.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so I was doing back and forth, California and New Zealand for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I had an opportunity to work in France. Um, in, Sorry, uh, it, in and a, where, whereabouts yeah. in New Zealand were you going to at that stage? So first time I came in New Zealand was 2011. Uh, and I worked in a winery in Hawke's Bay called Seleni uh, Estate. Seleni, yes, yes. Yes, Selenia Estate. So I was like doing, you know, like cellar and night shift running the press. And uh, it was really cool that we were going after after the shift, we were going surfing in the morning and then going to bed, sleeping days and going back at the winery at night and do it all over again for, uh, for, for the harvest. So that was quite my early experience days. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, no,
0: that's keep, not bad. There's some good keep surf. Keep taking
1: wine in these kind of places, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's some good surf around there. And w- was that similar for you in California? Were you close to a surf beach there? Wh- who were you working with in, well, in California? Well, not
1: really. Well, California is really sharky up north. Mm. Like, like Sonomacos is, is really sharky with like great white sharks. So right. there is a saying that says, you know, the more you, the more you are in the water, the less chance you have to get bitten. Um, <laughs> which is not very reassuring, <laughs> honestly. So, I, no, up there, I didn't give it a go. But I, okay. did, I did give it a go in Santa Cruz, though, uh, um, okay. a bit more south. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good. And so, so what yeah. why, winery were you working with in, in California at that stage?
1: So in California, I worked for um, Sonoma Cutra, mm-hmm. which is part of the Kendall Jackson group. Yes um it's there in the Russian river valley. they do mainly Chardonnay but they they have like um a a good amount of good style of Pinot as well um and then the second time I went there, I worked for um, flowers um they are up in the in the seaview ridge um which is close to casadero they're up in the mountains like really really close to the coast mm. and um yeah there to me was a yeah bluffing experience with really great wines, great winemakers, really nice sites, you know, above the fog level. So you really had that influence of the sea, but without being wet by the fog. Right. So a really high quality Pinot Noir style. Um, yeah. So, and, and yeah, how, and then when I look... Sorry, how is it yeah. moving
0: between the two, the two, you know, the two locations, the two countries? What you well, do, is it pretty you know, similar it or...
1: It was ten years ago. It was quite quite easy, but it was quite long. You know, you were waiting sometimes six hours or seven hours in the airport to to get a yeah. you know a correspondence flight. Um, nowadays, it's, you barely wait two hours <coughs> with a connection.
0: Yeah, and, but, and, uh, was things with things being done similarly? Did did it feel like you were doing things in a similar way in both locations in California and Hawkes Bay, or were there some differences? that were notable? Well,
1: or? I think, well, I think then, then after in New Zealand, I also worked in Marlborough. Mm. Um, I worked at, uh, Kim Crawford and, um, and, and I think, you know, for me, like California was more like premium high end estate. And then New Zealand was more a bit mass production, you know? Yeah. Um, at least from where I was sitting yes. and, uh, how I saw it. Um, but that was like ten years ago, you know it was like, okay, bring in, bring in the grapes and and, and it, let's do some wine, and California was like a bit more i don't know I think it was a bit more terroir focused you know a bit more vineyard focused um that was my feeling yes, yep, yep yep, yep. yeah, and so how long so how long rec- were you doing that
0: commute that um those two locations for california and and Hawkes Bay
1: about six months each five oh, five. Yep. Five to six months each year. Yeah. 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 And then I was like, I was staying in between, like, you know, in France. And mm-hmm. at one point I was like, okay, I'm, I feel a bit lost doing that all the time. So, yeah, I dropped my luggage in France and stayed stayed there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked in a, in a wine shop and um, a wine bar. Um, I was over there helping a, a, a friend to. He was opening that and it was like the third year. Um, So it was really like, you know, to to try to give it a good go and help him to manage that. And I didn't have any experience in that, but he said, oh, you're a winemaker. You're going to be all right. And where was that? Um, (laughs) Where was that? Uh, It was in Osegore, which is like, um, it's uh, down on the Atlantic coast. It's like a really nice surf spot. Um, It's like um, there is a, a, a worldwide stop for the competition of surf, oh, um, so right. there is a quick pro, quick quicksilver pro right. um, in this town. So yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, is I've it, done that for a year and a half.
0: Okay, and is um, it is it nearby to where you grew up? Yes,
1: yeah, about an hour drive.
0: Okay, all right. So so. Sorry, it, I used Surf- I used to
1: go surfing there when I was like, you know, teenager and everything. And okay. I was like, oh, that'll, that'll be cool to stay there for a while, you know. So I was just and about to just ask that
0: I'm- surfing's always been something that's been uh, in your life for a, a little while. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Mm. Um, we call it surfing, but I do actually bodyboard, which is, we call it surfing. But when it's too small, I use I use longboard. Yes. So I do a bit of boats. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mainly um, bodyboard for years and years. Um and it's been always around around in my life. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. And it, also, it was also like a destination sometimes, you know, influence um, uh, side of the winemaking. So, mm. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, and so... Uh, yeah, then I, I did that and I was, you know, just have another experience that just production, production, production. I mean, I'm, I was doing vintage on vintage and I was not sick, but I was like, okay, I want to see a bit something else, you know, and... And I think about I needed that in my, um, you know, in my tools to see how people drink wine, how they consume wine, how they buy wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was curious about that and I was like, well, that's a great opportunity to learn mm. all that. Mm. Uh, and, and nowadays, I, I think it's still, you know, after founding LT Wines and everything, it's, I still use some, some of the things I have learned yeah. about, you know, and, and, and how people drink wine and the trends and being aware of, of what people's going to drink tomorrow, what, what, are, what are they interested in or why are they such fascinating about, you know, yes. um, natural, world, for example, or big topics that are on the table today. Mm. Um, so if I, I'm not sure if I was only staying in the production side, I would be that open-minded today.
0: No, well, it's it's that connection with uh, the con- consumer yes. essentially of the product that that you're making, isn't it, and the understanding of what interests them and and maybe how they move through that um, journey of learning about wine and trying new things and
1: mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Being like curious about wines, I mean, like it, it it it's all about it, you know how how you drink it, with who you drink it. I mean, like. It, it's definitely the people you meet on your journey. Is where you feel human. You know the social connection and this sensation that in wine industry most of the people are passionate about what they do. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's about what excites me. Mm. To
0: mm. so and so, how long did you work in the uh, in the wine store with your friend?
1: Uh about about a year and a half, yep. something like that. Yeah. After I was a bit over it, (laughs) to be honest, it was quite seasonal during summer. You know, you can imagine like um, a a tourist spot like Pahia, for example, in the North Island being crowded in the two summer months and then a bit more empty in winter. Um, So that was quite intense.
0: Yeah. And were you selling mainly French wines or all sorts?
1: Uh, we were selling mainly French wine and mm-hmm. uh, we had also a selection of uh, Spanish wine and Italian wines. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was limited to the border, honestly, to France. Um, and because as well, it was 2013, it was not that popular or, you know, French, French was, were having a very few limited um, new world wines that honestly were not the best. Um, or not the most interesting to have in the kind of wine shop I was working in was was like we were trying to go directly to the vineyards and find you know buy directly from the vineyards more than buying from reps right um, so probably not not what we were looking for back in the days mm. yeah
0: mm. Mm. okay and then um so after a year and a half what was what was going through your mind then?
1: Well, after a year and a half, I I said, okay, right. I'm, uh, I think I got a clear picture of, of uh, I fed up my curiosity. So um, I actually had an opportunity to be a, a, a winemaker for a, quite a big family estate um, uh, in Bordeaux. Um, so um, they, it, it, it's called um, Vignoble Ducour. So they have quite a big, big structure there. Um, and it was really time for me to, Go back in production, and uh, I learned a lot again there i mean everywhere i I went on my journey I've been very lucky to to be you know be taught by by great winemakers and and very technical um people um that that shared knowledge with me without no limits so yeah it it was also awesome. my stayed over there three years yeah okay uh, yeah, yeah. So it was great, and then, what were some of the was, what were
0: some of the highlights of of what you learnt there? Can you, can um, you pull those highlights?
1: Out? I think was, um, you know, being what what I was back in the day, twenty five something like that, in charge of like a, a big big winery, basically. So it, it was the challenge that um, you know that that people give you and said, okay, now you you're there and um, give it a go. So the the highlight was. Uh, making wine being in charge of making wine a certain style of wine uh, uh, you know using all your toolbox of winemaker your um, curiosity going back to the vineyards a little bit you know a bit, bit of knowledge of that so that was really the really the highlights of, of, of what I've learned in, in Bordeaux mm. he's getting all my open-minded that I got from New Zealand in, in, in California and um, and bring it again back home. So, and it, I remember having some chats with my my boss over there, and it was like, oh, how do they do this over there? And it was really, you know, a really good exchange of 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 techniques and and, and visions, and so it was, yeah, yeah, it was really good.
0: Yeah. So, quite, is it quite a contrast how things are done?
1: In uh, well. Not really. I think. I mean, it's not. There is no like ten different ways to make wine. Anyway, hmm. um, it, it's quite. It's quite always the same. The same way to make wine. Um, I think mo- most of the time it depends on the, on on what you want to achieve, the style, the you know the yields in the vineyard, um, um, and 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 basically the philosophy of 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 the estate. Um, that that uh, drives you somewhere or using certain tools Um, so it it was interesting but it's not that far away and I think that you know it's been a great exchange in the past ten years between like kind of old-world and new-world techniques or winemaking influences I think, you know, like techniques that you use in New Zealand, like in Sauvignon Blanc, all the research on the styles and the developments and, and all that work, you know, that went back to France or, or everything on the reds that went back back here. I think that that the communication or the, the exchange of winemaker that is that has, you know, done that mix-up that, that today is um, that you can see techniques or wines that have a certain style, both from France and New Zealand that hadn't that style ten years ago.
0: Right. Yep. And and so sorry. So who who were you with there in, in Bordeaux and whereabouts exactly was was there?
1: So Bordeaux, Bordeaux, I was in the uh, Entre Deux Mers, uh, which is basically in front of Sauternes. Uh-huh. Um, it's a triangle, like in front of Sauternes and in in between Sauternes and Saint Emilion. So all that big part there. Mm-hmm. Um, um and then I was with uh family Ducourt. They own about four hundred hectares of, of, of vines, if right. it's even more. Right. Um yeah. And they have like a big estate in, in Entre de mer They also have other three other small estates, one in Saint Emilion, one in Montagne Saint Emilion and one in Côte de Castillon. Right. So it was really interesting as well to see all these terroirs um over there. Yeah. So that was really yeah, really great experiences as well.
0: And and were you do you were doing blends?
1: No, 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 no. These these were different estates. Mm,
0: yes, um, but the but the wine um that you were making. What, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes.
1: So yeah, basically well, we, we yeah, we can call it bordeaux blends and yes. it was basically merlot and cabernet sauvignon blended together.
0: Yes. Yeah. And was that was that the first time you'd worked with blends or had you done some of that? elsewhere we already?
1: Uh, no, I worked with blend as well in uh, Atzeni because they yeah. had like they have Bordeaux Bordeaux grapes, mm-hmm. so it was it, it was quite cool to work with Merlot and Cab over there and uh, you know aging in barrels and, and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, that, in France that was yeah.
0: It, it is that quite a different process to you know single variety production doing doing the blend and seeing. Seeing how well, what, what comes out each each vintage and yes, then how because, they work
1: together. The thing is, like you don't you don't you don't make wine. Well, in my my opinion, you don't make merlot wine as you make you know cabernet sauvignon wine uh, because of the grape, because of the, the the structure of the of the tannins, the color, the extraction are not the same. So, I mean, from the vinification, you start to make different wines. Uh, but you also have back in mind that you're gonna blend them at the end, so that gives you a bit of a of a, of a driveway to follow yes. and see. Okay, I have 60% merlot or 70% merlot and 30% cab, and I'm gonna work my cab this way because as I know it's gonna be back blended to the to the merlot to give the powerfulness, the color, the structure. So if you try this wine by yourself. By itself, you're gonna say probably, oh, it's not ready to be bottled like that. But in fact, this is made because this way, because it's gonna be blended Mm. with the merlot. Mm. Mm. So yes, you have to have in mind the 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 big picture when you do blend.
0: Yeah, right. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay, and and so did you? It's
0: three years, was it? You you were in Bordeaux for? Yes. Yep. 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 Yep.
1: Um, yeah, and wh- then uh, and then I was like, you know, I was. It was a great experience, but I was um, I was not learning that much more that from what I've learned in the you know in these three years, and um, and also you know I was missing a bit a bit my travel. I was missing New Zealand um, a bit more than California, uh, just probably because it's a bit more uh, wild or it's a bit more less let's say it's less less American (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah a bit more relaxed Um, and uh, so I said like okay I've never lived more than basically five months in New Zealand and I was thinking I should give it a try Um, and I wanted to see if I was missing New Zealand uh, because it was just the excitement of harvest you know like meeting new people crafting some wine and then flying away somewhere else or because i would i would like to live there and uh by networking i i I found my position where i am now and uh, i'm still here after four years so probably the answer was yes and it was a good decision to you know to 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 fly away yeah yeah and so did
0: you did you go (laughs) straight into alexandra or did you um, yeah yeah yes yes
1: yes and so had you been had you been
0: to alexandra before or what 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 took you there? No, never.
1: I've never been there, but I was I was thinking, okay, if I go back to New Zealand, um, I go back to Central Tago because for me that's where some of the best Pinot in the country are. Mm. And I wanted to make Pinot. Okay. For sure. Yep. And I tried the big big industry in Marlborough and I I was coming from quite a large vineyard in, in, in Bordeaux and I was like, Okay, I want I want something smaller. Want something more high hand, a bit more, you know, dirty, dirty hands and 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 more manual. Also, being winemaker, you know, but hmm. for the good good part of the world, like actually crafting the wine. Um. Um. So yeah, so you, I think Central Tago was was the destination I I, I targeted. Yeah, for that so, reason.
0: Yeah, the 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 Pinot that pulled you there.
1: Yeah, and, and th- the landscape as well. And the landscape well yeah well then the, I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie it's 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 beautiful down there
0: yeah they both they're both remarkable and yeah. you, so you turned up in in Alexandra and and thought what
1: uh, well I turned up in Alexandra and then I met my boss um, so with, which is French as well uh, you know we, we don't call it French connection for nothing <laughs> but um, yeah but then they said uh, okay we were both like you know, we didn't know each other. We 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 just been networked networked together. So, uh, and then I said, look, give it a go for six months, and then we see how things goes. Because you might not like it here, or or I might not like how you work. So it was a fair deal. Um, so we give it a six months go, and yeah, we we'll really get along. We have the same philosophy about you know Pinot and 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 and, and, and how. How Pinot should express, or how how should we craft Pinot? Um, and and it was a fascinating. It is a fascinating site. I mean, I, I'm working here for making wine with um, Anthony for twenty different vineyards today. So oh, so what? So the, so, the,
0: so you you decided to team up and and start producing uh, wine from? No,
1: I, I'm I'm employed by the winery where I worked.
0: Okay, Back and so that winery was, is.
1: Yes, the winery is owned by four, four different people. Yes. Yeah, and, and then including my boss, which is French as well.
0: Yep, sure, okay. And what? And, and so yep. the name of the winery is, just for listeners?
1: So the name of the winery is Alexandra Vintners.
0: Yes. And so you yes.
1: produce so a few so different we labels? We, we, we are a contract winery. We are contract winery, so yep. we make wine for, for, for people that has vineyard but, but no, no winery.
0: Yep. Okay, yep,
1: yeah. and so... so and, we have about, and so about that, 20 different accounts nowadays, yeah.
0: And so you started that up with, with your business partners or was it already running in, in some form?
1: Um, or did you
0: start sorry, it from, I didn't put that. Did you start no, it from I'm scratch?
1: No, yeah. I'm employed It's completely separate from what I do from, with RT1s.
0: Ah, okay, yes, gotcha. But, and so that was already running, so that that, that operation was so running...
1: RT1s, I, I started it like in the six months where I was working here. But Artie Wines is a client of the winery where I work.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay, and the winery was was already up and running when you arrived, or did oh, yes, you help? Oh, yeah,
1: winery is up and running since yeah.
0: two thousand and eleven. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you came on board, yeah. and then just thought, okay, we'll have six months yeah, just seeing yeah, yeah, if I we came on board. seeing yeah. if we line yeah, sure. up with with our philosophy and and, and you know what we what yeah, we think exactly. is good. Yeah. And okay. He
1: was looking for a winemaker, and yeah, uh, yeah and then and then we met, and um, we got, we quite matched on uh, um, yeah on, on how making Pinot and 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 the vision of you know of how how Pinot should be, or And yep. you know. and, and you said so, you were, yeah. you're
0: you're making for twenty. Did you say twenty different?
1: Yes, we well, we have twenty different vineyards from uh, from Central Otago and a bit of the Waitaki Valley as well.
0: Okay, yeah, nice. And so um, th- there's a mix of varietals, or it, that's not just all yes, Pinot. Well,
1: basically we do. Let's say. Let's say take the Paritolo. So we do probably eighty percent Pinot Noir and then twenty percent whites. Yeah. Within these twenty percent whites, it must be seventy percent Pinot Gris, a bit of Chardonnay, and a bit of Riesling. Okay. And we do a bit of rosé as well. Okay. Um, and
0: and you seeing anything? Are you seeing that um, mix sort of start to change? Uh, you know, I've I've heard some people, you know, talk about Riesling and, and Chardonnay sort of a little bit yeah. more frequently in, in Central? Are you seeing that maybe those or, or, or others are starting to on, be on well, the rise?
1: yes, definitely. When I when I arrived in 2016, um, you know, no no one, well, just one producer was doing Riesling. Um, and then I was the second one to start with, from the Waitaki Valley um to 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 with you know with rt wines to 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 produce my wine with uh, some riesling over there um and then now i think we are like five producers um uh, producing riesling so mm. it's definitely trending it's still it's still a hard one to sell you know yes. like when you talk about riesling all the people that are in the sales they say like oh really good but really hard to sell
0: Yes, but that that that's think, typically typically what I hear. I mean, I love I love Riesling, um, but it is yeah, typically yeah. what I hear is that um, you know winemakers seem to love Riesling as well, but it's just harder to to get into the market.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it, it, it it's like it's a wine for geeks, you know, like it's wine for winemaker, it's wine for it's almost wine for the wine industry people, you know, <laughs> yeah. or or really the the wine educated people, um, and 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 I think also what. The reason behind is that it's really confusing in matter of balance, you know, you can mm-hmm. have dry reasoning, mm-hmm. medium style, sweet, yep. you know, late harvest, and people got a bit confused and and, and they, they got a bit lost yep. in, in what they're looking in reasoning probably also.
0: And is it interesting uh, looking at what's coming out of Waiteki and in comparison to Oh yes,
1: to, I love this yeah. I love this terroir over mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. and 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 the reason is also behind when you look at you know the new zealand map and you look at central otago it's it's in the alps you know it's quite rocky it's quite dry and and, and sunny um rather than the white is it's a complete valley open on the ocean um and and with a bit of um, um a limestone as well in um so i really really feel in the in in my reasoning or in the white that i craft from there that is a, a complete salinity, you know, mm. um, coming from from the, the influence of the ocean for sure. Um, so, yeah, to mm. me, it's, it, it's really, really nice for whites. And it gives completely different styles of Pinot as well that are really elegant. And um, so it's it's a tough region. T- t- I, I admit it's a tough, tough yeah. In what tough, way? Tough region to grow vine.
0: To grow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm, um, mm.
1: but it gives amazing wines
0: yeah and, and RT so um, sorry how long did you yep. say that you've had that up and running
1: um, so I started I started in uh, right away when I arrived I mean I had I had that project back in my mind for you know it was just slowly processing and I was like oh I don't feel ready yet to start it in France and you know it, it's a bit more paperwork to to buy grapes uh, from different areas Um, In France and then to make the wine in in a place that is not yours. I mean, it's changing nowadays You know, I can see I have friends that have started That same thing, but that wouldn't be or really hard like 10 years ago Or even like five years ago Um, so Yeah, then I was like, okay, why not and then when I was at the winery, I said like oh, i'm a I'm, I'm winemaker here so why i should not do like the other ones buy some grapes and start to make wine um so i was like i give it a go and um yeah no today it's been four years that the the journey had started and i have like four wines in my portfolio um and Selling in New Zealand and also in, um, you know, Singapore, back in France, obviously, and, uh, and um, in the UAE. So, it's keep moving on. It's, it's really good. Keeps yeah. me busy, though. Yeah, nice.
0: <laughs> nice. And so, what, what are the four that you're doing?
1: Well, so there is Pinot Noir from Central Otago, which is called Horizons. Um, there is the, the dry Riesling from the Waitaki Valley, which is called Riptide. Mm. And so that these are my high-end, high-end boutique wines, and I also have another uh, another tier, um, with where is the Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough and uh, Chardonnay from Gisborne. Ah, okay. So okay. I'm I'm making that with my business partner. Yeah, um, we're just not going to say his name here because it just they would it would like to keep um, to keep himself quiet. Yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> all right with that. that. That's, um, that's so good. so, so you're getting. Past-
0: you're still working with um, wines from a few different regions in Marlborough and, and, and uh, Gisborne. Yes. Well,
1: yeah. well, the philosophy to have a second tier is, you know, in, in France, we drink wine every day. And I, I still do it here. Um, but I was like, people are not going to drink, you know, expensive Pinot and expensive Riesling every day. So, I as was much thinking as we'd I like need to make something that is affordable. And so, I started Wild Waves, mainly for exports. And when I looked back at it, as like, I should do more for New Zealand. And so the lending price is less than $20 in retail, including GST. Mm. So that's more for like, you know, kind of an everyday wine style um, for, for people. And, it, and, it's, and it's having a great success out there. Yeah, nice. Um, and it's more about being typical of the, the whole region. You know, like Savi is typical from Marlboro, from the, the, the bigger picture. Um, the Chardonnay is typical from Gisborne out of a bigger picture rather than my Top-hand wines are side specific mm. um, You know showing more the side the terroir and, and everything but but in all the styles I mean the philosophy is to always stay behind the wines So respect respect the grape variety that that I'm making and also the the, the place where it comes not not trying to show off too much in, into the wines um, and yeah, I think it 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 translates into the balance and to um, into the appreciation of of the professional out there. So it it starts to get good recognition and and network starts to open up. So I'm I'm really happy. Yeah,
0: well really. done, well done. And I- anything that's up and coming or anything you've got your eye on, either for uh, your you know RT label. Yeah,
1: well the. the, the, the the next step is going to be to open R.T. wines in other countries. Um, so, you know, the same thing, uh, me, m- me going somewhere and making the wine. Um, so I have eyes on Spain at the moment where I have some contacts. Um, so that's probably the next move. Um, but within the range in New Zealand, um, I think the next step is going to be to make like a, a, a free sulfur wine. A what? Sorry, say so that again. A, wine, a, a free sulfur wine, oh, so a, a wine without yes. any sulfites, yes. or you know, I don't like it. I don't like to call it natural, but yeah, because you know, wine is not natural by definition. Otherwise, yep. if it's natural, it becomes vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> because it, what variety? are here to stop the process of fermenting grapes, which is wine, yep. to turn into vinegar by the by the bacteria. So. I don't like call it natural, even though I mean it's still new and it needs some definition and, and, and frame. Um, but uh, yeah, so without sulfites, I think it's uh, you know and using like um, of course organic fruit, uh, you know, kind of an eco eco friendly healthy wines. Um, but even though I don't believe that drinking sulfites gonna kill you anyway, at, at the rates we use today in the winery, which is quite low. Um yeah. But I think, you know, it's going to be challenging in the winemaking perspective and and that's, you know, that's a, a wine that people want to drink tomorrow. So so I think that's going to be the next the next project.
0: And, and what variety would that be?
1: I'm not sure yet. Uh I'm guessing either uh Chardonnay or um or uh a, a Merlot.
0: Mm. Oh, Merlot.
1: Depending on the side, depending on the fruit, it, you know, the hardest part's gonna be to buy, buy uh, organic fruits and and to to get something decent. So that's gonna be the lockup and the you know the leverage of of the wine. So uh, might be Pinot, might be Pinot. Mm. I'm not sure.
0: Well, we look forward to uh, to seeing that come out. Yeah. And um, so we, yeah. we 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 finish on the question: If you could have any glass of wine with anyone, uh, anywhere at any time. Who and where yes. and when and what would that be?
1: Yes, so I I, um, I prepared that one because I, <laughs> I had to have a time about thinking. Um, but then I come back to surf and um, I would have a glass with Stephanie Gilmore, which is a professional surfer. Um, she's on the tour with the girls. And it will be a glass of uh, Bollinger champagne mm-hmm. and sitting on the beach and um, you know, playing acoustic guitars because I know she plays, oh. and um, and I and I play and I play too. So it nice. would be like amazing to have a you know some champagne with her bonfire and and just you know chatting and 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 playing guitar or, or you know like just little, buffing around a little or, bit of a duet. Um, sorry,
0: <laughs> a little bit of a duet going on. The yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like I think that will be awesome to. You know, and then and then listening to everything that she has to tell because she's been traveling the world, surfing awesome different spots. You know, she's like a high-trend sportive. So, yeah, I think it would be, like, awesome to have her philosophy on life and, and, and all that, Yeah, what, and what, I don't even know if she drinks champagne, but why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she does. It, what, what beach would you be on?
1: Uh, I think Osagor france
0: yep yep nice yeah very good yeah i'll oh, be, be a good way for her to wind down after um one of the events yeah sure. yeah yeah mm.
1: and i actually this year i was in i was in france during the competition and i was thinking oh maybe i can see her you know getting out of the water but she was not competing the day where i would there. so oh, okay <laughs> anyway but it was quite a, a funny story yeah well
0: well stephanie if you're listening the offers there
1: <laughs> yeah i'll share i'll share her the the podcast the yeah. podcast on her instagram maybe she'll listen to it <laughs>
0: very good hey it's um it's been a pleasure talking to you renon
1: yes it's been pleasure boris i hope it's uh it's gonna be good enough english for, for no for for the the podcast and a- absolutely. Yeah, it, was, it was it was um it was very a very good pleasure to to talk with you and and i'm honored to be on part of this uh of your podcast it's really
0: cool oh well thank you no it's lovely having you on and um all the best and and we yeah we certainly look forward to uh to seeing what uh, further comes out of rt
1: yes yes i will i will uh, definitely keep you posted on that
0: very good thanks Renan. all
1: right au thanks, au yes. have a good evening now bye now yes cheers bye
0: You've been listening to the New Zealand Wine Podcast, where we've been speaking with Renan Tilu, who is in Alexandra in the central Otago of New Zealand. If you'd like to find out more about Renan and his team and what they're up to, you can go to rtwines.co.nz. So that's the letters R and T and then wines.co.nz Be also sure to check out some of the other great stories on NZ Wine podcast and if you go to podcast.nz you'll find other series on a different range of topics uh, such as business and tech in New Zealand and also you can follow us on Instagram so thanks for listening in we do appreciate your company and we look forward to bringing another great story to you again very shortly Hey, Kornamai. Bye for now.